This is The Motivation. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Jujiteros Coast to Coast, the podcast that talks about what's important on and off the mats. It's me and my cuz, cousin Ant. What's up, cuz? What's going on, cuz Frank? How's everything going? Uh, I'm good, man. I got my dogs over here fighting for who knows what, maybe a sock or some crap. So if you hear some snorting, hollering, it's not me doing crazy uh, railroad track lines of cocaine. It's just two dogs fighting in the back. That's all. How you doing tonight, cuz? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited about these uh, these fights that just happened, man. Some of them were more exciting than I thought they were, and some um, actually surprised me. So I'm looking forward to Heck going yeah. over this card. For sure. So let's talk about what fights we're going to be talking about. We're going to dabble a little into UFC 270 that just happened, the Francis Ngannou, Ciro Gan pay-per-view, and last Friday night's Who's number one? The first jujitsu super fight show of 2022. What, what do you want to start with first, cuz? Um, let's actually let's start with the uh, who's number one. All right, all right, let's go. All right, and we're just I think we're just gonna talk main card, yes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I did not watch the early pay-per-views or the prelims, I'm sorry. Uh, so let me go over the results, at least for the free prelims that were on YouTube. For those of you that were, uh, maybe you don't, you're not sure of this, but for every who's number one event, they always put the prelims on YouTube for free. You just got to, I mean, they're up there no matter what, you can watch them whenever, but if you want to catch them live, they're there. And sometimes they got in some, some really good, um, some good jujiteros, jujiteros is in this case here. So they started off with Gino Morelli. From B team versus Kamoi Anderson, 10th Planet, a middleweight match. Uh, I don't know who won that. Um, the next match was Michael Pixley versus Cameron Reed. Michael Pixley from Perigo Submission Fighting Team, Cameron Reed from 10th Planet. And then the prelims, I, uh, the, the main event of the prelims, Jessica Crane from Aries BJJ, taking on Alexa Yanis from Rodrigo Pinheiro. And I believe Alexa won. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I believe Jessica won by like knee bar or heel hook, something like that. It was some foot thinking going on. Uh, but that was the prelims. <laughs> so the main card was our boy, Giant Slayer, Seven Martinez, ZR team taking on Mikey Musumeci of Perigo. Submission fight team at the at 135. Uh, the next card, the next match was Jacob Couch taking on David Garmo at lightweight, a 205 pound match. Uh, the following that was Brianna Saint Marie from Brazilian Top Team taking on Amanda Tubby Alekin from Gamblers BJJ, a flyweight match. And then we had Nick Rodriguez from B Team taking on Elder Cruz from Checkmat. At heavyweight, 205 pounds. And then we had the co-main event, Ty Rudolo, Atos BJJ, taking on Levi Jones-Leary from Unity BJJ. A no-gi match at welterweight, 170 pounds. And then the main event, Craig Jones, B-team, representing B-team, taking on Pedro Marino from Gracie Barra. And this was for the 205-pound light heavyweight championship 
match. Cuz, what did you think about the intro fight? Giant Slayer taking on Mikey Musumeci. Well, you know what? I wasn't really surprised about uh, Martinez and how uh, Esteban and how he how he was going to come out. Like the guy's tiny, you know, but he, like tiny but mighty, as they say. Uh, he was definitely all over the place, a lot of flips, moving constantly, going from place to place. I mean, um, you know, Mikey's you know great at submissions and great at what he does, but. Uh, it took him a little bit. It took him a little bit to, you know, kind of grab him and hold him into position because it's, you know, Esteban, he's just, he just flows with it. He moves. He's just all over the place. And, uh, but, you know, Mikey definitely was able to secure it. And, and eventually it got him into some, uh, some precarious positions, almost like uh, with uh, like a heel hook and everything at one point. But it, I don't know if it, uh, maybe just, you know, what I was looking at, but it just seemed like, Esteban's legs weren't long enough for Mikey to really do what he needed to do, get him in that, get him in that position. And he was out, you know, you know, a couple um, body, he got him into a body triangle at one point. He kept working, working, finally was able to escape that. I mean, it was, it went on, man. I I give it to Esteban for, you know, being as tiny as he is. I mean, that guy, he can, he can put himself into some positions and get out of them. Like he's not even afraid to even put himself in that position, but it was great match. Great match. Yeah, it was, man. It was awesome to see, you know what I mean? Uh, for uh, Esteban Martinez, he was moving up a little bit in weight, you know what I mean? He's been fighting at, like, what's the lower weight class? What is that? I don't even know. Is that flyweight? Pygmy? I don't know. Pygmy? Right. Pygmy. Hobbit? I don't know. Nah, he's the same height as me, so I'm not even going to be saying shit. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me re- let me retract. I, 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 I didn't I say can't that. Say anything either, man. I can't say anything either. I didn't say that. That was stupid. Anyways, <laughs> it was a great match. Cause how many times did I message you in the middle of this match? Like every trap he fell into, he was able to get out of. You know? Yes. I mean, think of Mikey yes. as a Venus fly trap and Esteban as a little fly. And he's just he's stuck and you're like, oh, he's dead. He's got the body mm-hmm. triangle. He's got one arm under his oh, there he's out. What the, and then yeah. how many times did he flip over? To try to pass his guard. He was relentless in trying to pass yeah. his guard or put himself in danger. Like he would give his arm up at times, yeah. daring Mikey to take it so that he could try to get something going. He's just a scramble machine, dude. He yeah. I, I mean, it was a great match to see. Um Mikey is just so good, man. But really, I thought that Mikey would have done a lot better. Honestly, I thought Mikey was probably gonna finish him honestly if, if you would have had a gun to my head and like what's gonna happen you son of a bitch ah mikey buddy submission somehow i don't know footlock or some choke or some shit you know what i mean uh but yeah he couldn't yeah. he mikey is dude mikey is the best of the best i mean it literally takes an act of god for mikey to lose and mikey's probably only lost like once in the last i don't know 10 years or so crap. I don't even know what the what the stats are. I can't even we need remember the last time he lost. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he did lose last year to uh we'll have to I'll look that up in a little bit, but he did lose last year in, in a nogi on who's number one, also, you know, by one of our okay. uh uh all that was voted uh jujitero of the year, you know. Uh okay, okay. Gosh, like and it's he's actually one of the Stevan's homies, so one of the Stevan's oh, partners, okay. uh training partners so i was wondering so i was thinking like maybe he you know he 
did a really good job of of scouting him out or helping him out in this match because I mean was was Esteban in danger? Yeah, but every single time mm-hmm. he was able to get out, almost as if he knew what was going to happen. No. Yeah, he was very calm about it. Very calm about any position, even when he was in you know those like uh, really precarious positions where he was gun. Mikey was trying to finish him. He it felt like he was just you know would flow out of it. He knew it. He didn't seem like he was panicked at all. There was one point where Mikey was on his back and he just stood up like it was nothing, you know. And, yes, and, yeah. got out and of I'm it. talking about Gabriel. Gabriel Sosa is uh, one of um, Giant Slayer's training partners. He just recently okay. came over to the Z team just a little bit before last year's Emerald City tournament, where Gabriel mm-hmm. Sosa made a humongous splash. You know. Submitting, making mm-hmm. a, a, a doing had a really good turn of show up, but later on that last year ended up submitting Mikey on who's number one. So yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, all right. Well, the next match was Jacob Jacob Couch taking on David Garmo. David Garmo was a replacement because this was supposed to be um, what what's the guy's name? Because I'm forgetting his name, Rita. Rita Haisam, I yeah, want to say. Is that his name? Something like that, yeah. Right? I think so. I think yeah. so. So uh, I was not – I don't know who David Garmo is. I never heard of Assembly Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I don't even remember. How long did this match go? It wasn't very long, right? Um, No, it wasn't too It wasn't too long. I, but, I mean, I want to say it went into at least the the close, like the ending, like halfway point, you know, because they're 15-minute rounds. Um, and I want to say that the submission happened around maybe seven minutes into it. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. And yeah, it took him a while. It's an 11 minute video. So it took him a while. Okay. Um, but yeah. he ended up winning by a uh, heel hook. Yeah. Inside heel hook. And I watched it and watched it and watched it. And I'm like, what the hell did he do? And I you gotta pay see, super close attention. I'm not even sure how this happened. It was it was a crazy leg scramble, and somehow he ends up seeing the heel hook, his heel, his, his opponent's heel, passing by him in this weird 69 position, and he just snatches it, and then he yeah. cranks a quick heel. It was like within a second, only one to two seconds long. Did it take him to to get this? And he and uh, uh, David Garmo tapped out, but kudos to Jacob, yeah. Jacob Couch. This is his game. He's always hunting for legs, you know. So that's something mm-hmm. that you got to be aware of at all times. I mean, I hate that game, but you got to respect it, man, because it hurts like an yeah. MFR and it can put you out for a while. So you either got to know how to defend it, or you got to know that it's coming. Because if you don't, you can be in some serious danger right away, right? Yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, once we get into the next match with the females, that was, that was definitely one of the, you know, one of the pinnacles of it because they got some leg locks in there, some scramble leg locks where I was sitting there watching them. I know we're not there yet, but you know, they, those ankle locks and everything that they were doing with their legs. Oh man, I was hurting. Um, and that was at more than one occasion, but J, uh, Jacob couch, yeah, when he submitted him, I had to watch the replay because I did not see where it came from. I didn't even know that the guy submitted until the announcer said it. 
it was that quick. It was that fast. I I didn't even see it. I really didn't. I was watching, watch the replay, and I was still like, where? And you could barely see it, especially if you went from, like, a different angle. Then you kind of saw it, but still, it was just quick. But I was keeping my eye out for this guy because the last time he competed, I remember you had, we were talking about him and saying that, like, you know, you got to watch this guy. He, You know, he's coming up and everything. And sure enough, man, he impressed. Yeah, man, Hillbilly Hammer, Jacob Couch, he's fucking shit up, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's yeah. uh, he's a no gi specialist, and uh, man, I want to, I I I think he might be undefeated on who's number one, man. So who knows who he's gonna oh. get next at two hundred five? Um, maybe he might get somebody else that's on this card that fought and a lighter weight that was talking about moving up in weight. So we'll get to that in a little bit. So let's get okay. to right. the following match because you you alluded to it a little while ago. Brianna Saint Marie from Brazilian Top Team. Ciao. Yep. One of our first co- one of my first coaches originating from Brazilian Top Team, taking on Amanda Tubby Arakin from Gamblers BJJ. Uh, I gotta admit, I didn't. I missed this match. My dog started going crazy. One of them needed to take a poop, <laughs> and I was not about to clean up the poop in the house. So we went out for a little walk. Uh, Cuz, what happened in this match? So then this this match was um, very evenly a match. Uh, it ended up by split decision, so it went the whole time frame. But there was constant uh, leg locks in this. If you're if that was your game, if you're into watching, um, you know, nogi with you know uh, ankles and leg locks and everything like that, this was the match to watch because there was. There was leg locks on top of leg locks from each from each competitor. You had Amanda; they was you would have a heel hook, while Brienne had a heel, heel hook, and they would basically be in that position until someone wanted to give, until someone couldn't take the pain, and eventually, you know, would give up that position and they would move on. And that happened a, a few times within this match. It was it was good. There's very evenly matched. I would love to see them, you know, go at it again and see what they can do. Um, but very evenly matched, and, and um, that leg lock game was all all present during this during this match. Very impressive. That's what's up. Sounds like an awesome match. Yeah, it was man. Definitely something I want to go back and look at again. All right, all right. Might have to look into that. That could be a match study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if all right, well, next match. And the and the Brienne fight, I was more I had more excitement. I enjoyed the Brienne St. Marie and Amanda uh Tubby uh fight more than this next fight. I, I hate to say it. Really? Yeah, yeah. The Nick Rodriguez um and Elder Cruz um fight from uh Checkmat. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Uh I'll let you talk about it, but yeah, was not impressed. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um I want to. I missed the first five minutes of this match because I was outside with the boys. Don't worry, it was the uh, same, it was the same as the rest of the match. Okay, so from what I saw, it was a lot of wrestling. It was a lot of head fighting, a lot of hand fighting, a lot of Elder Cruz trying to sneak in, being sneaky, and trying to get a, a quick, easy wrist, lazy wrist. I mean, not lazy, but. A sneaky wrist lock, actually. A few times it looked like he might actually be able to get it, you know. But just something to keep mm-hmm. Nick Rod on his toes. But Nick Rod was not able to generate any type of offense from what it looked like to me. Uh, Elder 
has brushed up on his wrestling and turned into an awesome, fucking awesome wrestler. Just like Chris mentioned in the last episode, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he actually picked Elder Cruz to take this match, and me and you picked Nikki Rod. Uh, yeah, but this was mm-hmm. the first time that I really saw Nikki Rod struggle. So yes, what's the reason being? Is it that be that Elder Cruz is that much better? What did Nikki Rod do something differently? You know what I mean? I mean he's been bustling everybody. Cyborg, he's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But or is Elder Cruz that good? So who knows? You know what I mean? But Elder, you know look. what? No, go for it, cuz what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna. Uh, I was gonna add to that. You know, uh, they did mention that Elder Cruz does have a background in wrestling, so maybe it's you know the fact that I mean, go, need to go back and look at who Nick Rodriguez has competed against, and if he's really competed against some you know top level wrestlers, you know because yeah, there you, you know, go, yeah, because yeah, Elder Cruz had no problem with anything that Nikki Raw was throwing at him. Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, and he even got that double league at one point. Yeah, he did. Oh, dude, if, if they would have been fighting in Joe Rogan's dream where they're fighting on a basketball court size mat, he would have got it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Elder looked – I mean, based off the game that they both guys were playing, Elder won for sure. I had no questions with that decision. It Was it boring? It, was, it wasn't very fun to watch. There were parts that were really exciting, you know, Mm-hmm. I saw Elder throwing off Nikki Rod's arm, ducking under quite a bit, getting really close to getting a takedown if there would have been a little bit more mat space. But who knows? You never know. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, from from the wrestling back, from the wrestling side of it, you know, I expected, especially Nick, Nick, from what I know of him, his wrestling history and everything, I would have expected him to take, you know, at least a few more. Or been a little more aggressive on maybe a single leg or a double leg or something like that, you know, trying to capitalize on it, popping the hands up, you know, or popping the, uh, the hands down, especially when they were tying up the way that they were. But Elder Cruz, he had enough wrestling background that, you know, he would just, whatever Nikki was like pushing on him, he knew how to counter. Whatever Nick wanted, if he wanted to hand fight, he knew how to hand fight with him. So, you know, he wasn't. You know, he he didn't get tired, you know, like other people may do, or Nick he just like outperforms or outtires the person, and then he can go in and take them. And that didn't happen, you know. Uh, Elder Cruz did a really good job, man. He did a really good job. I was really impressed. I Like you said, I thought Nick Rodriguez was going to take this, like I've seen him do, you know, so many other times. But I think he met his match with, you know, that wrestler. And for anybody else who's going to be, you know, competing against Nick Rodriguez, you know, step up on that wrestling, and you know that might be uh, that might be some. That's the, the way to go. Huh? That might be the game plan. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that might yep. be the game plan. You know, push and and you know what? It looked. I mean, I don't know if it was because of the wrestling, but he looked tired. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah, looked he tired, and Elder. I'm not going to say that Elder didn't look tired, but Elder looked the less tired of the two. Elder looked like he yeah, could keep pushing that pace. And Nikki Rod looked like me tonight in class, gassing <laughs> after the first roll. No doubt. <laughs> All right, cuz, what's the next match? Co-main uh, event? So our, uh, yep, co-main event. The Ty Rudolo and Levi Jones. Oh, man. this You know what? 
Anything with the Rudolph in it is good. Ty Rudolo versus the Ice Cream Man. Ty Rudolo versus a carjacker. Any <laughs> Rudolo versus anybody I'll watch. So this was awesome. Uh, Levi Jones Leary from Unity Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, awesome Jiu-Jitsu. Love watching his matches. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, uh, an awesome match that you should watch is... Uh, Gosh, I can't remember. I don't know. I want to say it was 2019, maybe 2018. Uh, Euros, Levi Jones, Leary versus. Ah, gosh, I can't. I forget his name. One of a, an awesome jujitero from Alliance Jiu Jitsu, uh, Lucas Lepre. I'm sorry. Check that match out. Okay. Lucas Lepre, Lucas Lepre versus Levi Jones, Leary at Euros 2018, 2019. Super awesome match, but it's in the gi. So that's Levi's specialty is in the gi. He's awesome. He's great at inverting, barren bolos, blah, blah, blah. But he's recently dipped his toe into the no-gi realm, and this is one of his first high-level matches in no-gi, taking on Ty Rudolo. As you guys all out there know, the Rudolo brothers have just been smashing on fools. Doesn't even yep. matter what kind of game they play. They are awesome at takedowns. They're awesome at passing. And they just got subs from all kinds of crazy different angles. And there was nothing that you did not expect in this match. This is exactly what I thought. I thought Ty was not going to give up the ground. He was either going to get a takedown or Levi was going to pull guard, which I want to say he did. And then Ty gave him some trouble. Ty was just moving around giving him odd angles to look at. And then before you know it, Ty just saw something. Cause any, to most people, it just looked like he just grabbed a leg, but he dove in mm-hmm. on the knee right away, which is yeah. how he ended mm-hmm. up winning the match. And he won by knee bar, you know? So yep. gosh. And, and for a while, Levi looked like he got out of it, but then he just swooped it right back in and cranked it. And it was game over. Over. Yup. Yep, that so, that uh, was that was that was a great that was a great match, man. It was, I mean, it was awesome, like said, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Thai brother, I mean, the Rulo brothers. I mean, they every fight that you watch them is engaging. It's exciting, you know. It's it's not slow pace. You if you're gonna go against a Rulo brother, then you better bring your cardio because they're gonna be putting on you. Because he I, didn't even look. I don't even think he broke a sweat the whole time that no. you, you know seen him compete. Like it's just like nature to them. They're just flowing. Like, that's the thing to do. Like, that's what they do on a regular basis. And I think they I do. I have yet to see either one of them breathing heavy yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, fucked that's fucked up. Give me some of that cardio, Rudolos. <laughs> you know, I'm I watching. Think, I, think it, I think that age does help there because I think that age helps there. Fuck that. I'm going to Tijuana for some vitamins. What about the main event, cuz? What about the main event? All right. So the main event, Craig Jones beat representing B team, taking on Pedro Mourinho, Gracie Barra for the 205 strap. Ah. It was pretty stagnant. I want to say like the first five to seven minutes. Would you agree or no? Yeah. But I think, I don't know. Do you think that that's kind of strategy? For some of these competitors, that the first five minutes kind of just 
do what you need to do, but don't do too much because you this is a long 15 minutes. Save that for the end. Right, right, right. If, but um, yes, yeah, yeah, for reals. And it didn't look like anybody had a real advantage. You know what I mean? Everybody was just mm-hmm. shucking everybody's arms or heads off of their necks. Um, if I had to give it to anybody in those first five, seven minutes, I probably would have gave it to Pedro just because there was a few times where he did shuck uh, Craig off of him and was mm-hmm. able to create a scramble where if there would have been more meth space, he might have been able to secure a double leg possibly. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But once it got down to like the seven to eight minute mark, things got a little interesting because right before the five minute, I'm, I want to say it was like right before the five minute mark, Craig sat down, Craig pulled guard after he was like, mm-hmm. I'm not getting anything done on the feet. I'm going to sit down and go to my bread and butter. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Pedro was like, do that, boy, because that's my bread and butter. And he was all over him. Over it was, him. Yep. It was really amazing to see. I have not seen Craig Jones, like, struggle like that in a very long time. Like, I'm, I can't mm-hmm. even recall ever, actually, you know? So yeah. Pedro did an awesome job at one point, even securing a pass with a north south position. Wasn't able to do anything with it, uh, but he was able to pin him down on the mat for a, quite a little bit. And then Craig was able to recover his guard. Uh, what'd you think about that part, Cuz? Uh, I thought it was, I mean, I thought the whole thing was great. And you know what I did notice um, throughout the whole thing was it just seemed like Pedro was having a good time. There's a lot of times where he's smiling, kind of talking. They're kind of talking to each other, you know, in there. For and, sure, and right? He looked like, yeah, he looked like he knew what the outcome was going to be. You know, he knew what the <laughs> outcome was going to yeah. be. He was already, he was excited. He's just like, hey, you know what? I just got to be here. I just got to be here and keep you off your game, and it's done deal. And that's what you know what it ended up being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't recall um, Pedro getting uh, Craig in any in any sub positions where he was like oh you're about to get sub or anything like that mm-hmm. but he yeah. was in the better positions he was in positions where he could have led to maybe a sub if he could have mm-hmm. continued um but yeah man I, for sure he won the math now he's a new who's number one light heavyweight champ uh, a lot of people did not expect that so if you picked him to win just like chris also picked him to win yeah fantastic job I also picked him to win. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Pedro Marino, Gracie Barra. Fantastic job. Way to represent your club. Um, I'm excited to see what's next. And you know what? Speaking of 205, if you guys did not watch or you guys don't have a, a subscription to Flow, don't even trip because we got the news for you right here. In Ty Rulo's post-match interview, he said he's looking forward to moving up in weight all the way up Ooh. to 205. So he said Ooh. he would even be uh, interested in taking on the winner of Craig Jones versus Pedro Morino. So who knows what's, what's next? You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. um, maybe Ty can take on uh, the winner of the Nicky Rod Elder Cruz match. That one might be a sick-ass match to watch. You know what I mean? Ooh. Ty versus Elder? Shit. Put me as matchmaker, guys. Give me over there, <laughs> man. Let me pay for my yeah. flow subscription by giving you guys matchups. I got matchups up the butthole. Does that mean 
think he's going to have to go, like, put on weight? Or is that what he's normally at, like, on a regular basis and he's having to cut weight to get to where he's at right now? Who knows? I don't know what he walks around at. You know what I mean? Uh, he just fought at 170 pounds. Uh, I don't know if it's him or his brother that is the 185-pound champ. So okay, okay. that's that's a little sign right there. But from 170 to 205, dude, that's 35 pounds. So he's going to yeah. have to pack and, on some weight. Yeah, and who, how's that going to work with his cardio, with his movement? You know, is he going to be flow the same, you know, going up in that way? Yeah, it, it could affect his game. It could affect his game. I'll send him a vitamin pack from Tijuana for sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that was the first who's number one event of the year, cuz. Nice. It was good. Good matches. Good matches for sure. Yeah, right. All right. Well, let's let's talk about UFC 270 that also just went down last week. And I don't know what my record was, but it was not. I'm, I can tell you right now, I, it might have been like two and three. It didn't look good. So, uh, but there were some good fights. There were some really good fights. Cause anything stuck out to you? Yeah, early pre. Anything you want to talk about? Fight. Yes, early prelims fight um, with uh, Kay Hansen and Jasmine. I can't. I'm gonna mess up her name. Her last name. Um, Ah, uh, Jasmine, yeah, Jazz, Jazzu, yes, yeah, something like that. Uh huh. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not that wasn't. The, that was a great fight. That was a great fight. Uh, they did go to unanimous decision and everything. But I'm sorry. The one that I'm thinking of is the fight that right after the um, uh, with Vanessa in it. Vanessa Demopoulos versus Silvana yes. Juarez. Yes. Was that the strippers yes. role? Oh my god, dude. That fucking fight, it started off, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, kind of, you know, filling each other up. All of a sudden, um, but, uh, Salvina, how do you say her, say her name? Salvana? Salvana? Salvana Juarez? Yes. She puts the fucking haymaker on Vanessa, knocks her out. You can see she is knocked out on the way down to the mat. And as Savana is coming down to ground and pound, finish her off, she lands in Vanessa's, um, in her guard, and she submits her. Like, she wakes up what? as she's hitting the ground. Yes, she wakes up as she's hitting the ground, and just right there, she's like, bam, submits her, fight's over. Done. I was like, what the fuck just happened? That was What crazy. did she sub her with? Um, I want to say it was either a triangle or an armbar. I want to say it was a, a um a triangle though. Uh, she just landed nice. right in, in it, man. Submitted. It was done over. Oh my god! I was just like, just when you thought the other girl won, she just came back and everything, and uh, and that was nuts. And then she uh, she was uh I she was jumping in uh, Joe Rogan's arms afterwards. So um, oh, her, I did see that. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, word out there is that Joe Rogan's wife is going to be uh, making her UFC de- UFC debut uh, this summer. So be look on the lookout for that one. She's going to be on the same HGH as Joe Rogan, so Vanessa <laughs> better watch the fuck out. Yup, yeah, yup. Yeah, that all one right, that all right. right there stood out to me for sure. On the er- the okay, early all season. right. It- okay. Uh, I, I did watch the prelims. Um, they were okay. 
Uh, but I was more interested in the main card. Uh, anything on the prelims yeah, yeah. stick out to you, guys? Or or you want to no. jump right into the main card? No. Uh, there was uh, there was a couple there that I I thought I kind of just went for the other person. Uh, I if I would have uh, put some bets on there, I wouldn't have won. Um, so like all my picks that for that weekend for that card were definitely off. But yeah, let's get to the main card. That's that's the main one. Let's jump in. It was started off with Michael Morales taking on Trevin Giles. Ended it in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this was Michael Morales' first fight in the UFC. Ended, ended yeah, by TKO, debut. man. Yeah, yeah. So exciting fight. First round finish. So good for him. Uh, anything mm-hmm. impress you in that fight, Cuz? Man, for he was impressive. I mean, the kid's, what, 21, 22 years old? You know, yeah. he just you know he just debuted in the UFC. I am he looking took forward some big to shots, that fight man. Because right before the finish, right before his finish, he got caught with something big. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, mean, I think he got. I did. I think he got clipped, and in his like reaction, or in his like, oh shit, I'm fucked up. He fucking threw mm-hmm. something, and he caught Trevin and ended up finishing the fight with that. That's how it started. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Big ups to Michael Michael Morales. Big, big win. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do in the future. Uh, congratulations oh, yeah. to him. Right? Uh, next yeah. fight, Cody Stamets. Yeah, he is. He is. So we'll, we'll see what happens with him in the future. You know, he stepped up. He was supposed to be on the early prelims, and then they moved him all the way up to the main card. So... Yeah. Good for him. His stand-up game yeah. is definitely going to be on point. You know, training yeah. out for Mexico. He's long and range. He's long and rangy, so I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. He looked really good, man. Yeah, he looked he did. really good. Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. Next fight was Cody Stamen taking on. Yeah, go Cody ahead. Because uh-huh. what about what? No, I'm just gonna say, what about that next fight? That you know. Which one to end up the the performance of the night? The bantamweight with uh, Cody Stamen. Yeah, man. No yeah, idea. Cody Stamen taking on Saeed Nurmagomedov, another Nurmagomedov yeah. in the UFC, and he's fucking. Guess what? He's a motherfucker too, man. He's fucking yep. shit up. I thought mm-hmm. that Cody's wrestling would be enough to. Take it into the rat late rounds, make it a dirty fine. Cause Cody's a tough motherfucker, man. He's fought mm-hmm. some hard ass dudes. He's been on the on the back end of a lot of bad fight. I mean, no, no doubt he got his ass whooped, but I thought that those ass whoopings would have prepared her for this. And nope, you know what? Saeed is a bad motherfucker, man. And other people yep. better watch out because first round, 47 seconds, guillotine. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, and he got stand up. That I mean, yeah. that's something that Habib didn't have. That's something that uh, I don't think any other Nurmagomedov has. <laughs> but this guy's got stand up, <laughs> and he's got subs, yeah. and he's got wrestling. So what you gonna do? Pick your poison, people. Man, that those guys. I don't know what it is they're teaching them, but man, those guys are a threat for sure. And that this and he's he's just as just as powerful as the rest of them, for sure, man. What are they drinking over there? Goat milk? Seriously. What are they giving them? Goat? No, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Alfonso already's in bit. Already's over there trying to pick him out. 
Fonzo, get back over here. Need you for the next show. Stop looking at goat balls. Those aren't the ones that give milk. <laughs> Shout out to Alfonso. Damn it, Alfonso. Get back to work, fool. All right, next fight. Michelle Pereira taking on Andre Fialo. Uh, I didn't watch too much of this fight. I don't know what was going on. Uh, but it looked like a bloodbath. Both guys were pretty bloody. It ended up being a three-round fight. Unanimous decision win by Michelle Pereira. Cuz, what do you want to say about this fight? Well, I want to say that uh, Michelle, like, he, he, you know, he's very unorthodox. Like they said he was going to be, I mean, he fought the way everyone has said. He was unorthodox all over the place. You know, did some, like, flying, uh, flying flip Bullshit. kick and actually landed. You know, actually, no! yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised, man. I was like some Mortal Kombat Street Fighter shit going on in that in that cage with him. So um, he he was all over the place. He was hard to hit. Um, Andres, he was uh, he was very stationary, very stationary. He looked like he was focused on one thing, and that was just you know the power hit, and there wasn't really much movement to him. So he was easy to kind of like pick off and stuff. So, uh, definitely dangerous, uh, but I think he definitely needs to work on a little more, a little more of his game, uh, because with, uh, with Michelle moving around the place, it was harder to hit him, but when he would catch him, he, he, he would, uh, he put some, put hands on him. All right. That's what's up. All right. All right. Well, let's move on to the co-main event. Brandon Marino taking on Davis Hempel. Ah, cause. Start us off. What do you think about this fight, man? What do you think happened? What went wrong? Our boy Brandon represented Tijuana. I know you're a big Tijuana fan. Uh, Break it down, cuz. Oh, well, you know, with this Brandon, Brandon out there, I thought as the champion, I was expecting Vidiero to show me something. And I don't think that he did. Yes, he, you know, he was a little more um, uh, he he landed, you know, a little more shots. They weren't powerful shots. They weren't anything like that. Um, I did notice that Brandon, w- you know, fell a lot more than he has in the past. But I didn't see anything that I thought. Okay, just by his performance, yeah, he blew him out of the water like uh, Moreno did in the first two fights. Um, so I I, I really felt that this was a a loss, but I really. When you leave it up to the judges, you know, that's what happens. Um, you know, there was a couple times where uh, Moreno went down, and I don't know if the judges counted that as maybe a knockout or uh, – I'm sorry, a knockdown or a knockdown. Or how they count. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how they counted it. So I definitely – like at the end when there were, you know, the scores, I, I definitely saw Moreno winning at least two rounds, you know, two if not three of those rounds. Um but I definitely see Moreno. He needs to go back, you know, work on a couple things. But he definitely has it. There was nothing that Figueroa could throw at him, just like the last two fights, that he cannot recover from. There was one where he did get hit. It was a good hit from Figueroa. Um, and Brandon rolled out of it, you know, and then started rolling for something else. So um, I don't know what was going on with, you know, his legs at that point. You know, maybe it was the kicks to the calf and you know, the multiple kicks he was taking to the calf that he wasn't you know, blocking or letting go or whatever. Um, but that fight was not, didn't end the way I would have liked, but it was a great fight, man. That was a great fight. 
just like always. What you, what were your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I it was a really good fight. I felt like for some reason Brandon was not pulling the trigger. I felt like there were mm-hmm. times where he played down to the level of Davison and he allowed Davison to creep back into the fight every time instead of yeah. being the more proactive fighter and taking advantage of certain positions. He let Davison predict the tempo of the fight and to yeah, the credit yeah, of yeah. Davison, he landed some big shots and he did drop Brandon. I mean, I, I wanted mm-hmm. Brandon to win so bad. I wanted him to win so yeah. bad, but I don't think he won, man. I mean, honestly, he got dropped. I don't know how many times. Like, if the knee touches the ground from a shot, that's a drop. You know what I mean? And uh, he got okay, dropped okay. at least three or four times, you know? And yeah, he didn't yeah, answer yeah. back. It just seemed like every time he thought it was like, he was like, he would play with him and he was good enough to respond back, but it was just too late. You know, yeah, he instead like, of felt like he was face, holding back a little bit. Yes, I thought he held back a lot. I think I thought that he should have pressed the pressed it more. And who knows what's gonna happen? Davidson already called him out. He's like, "Hey, let's run it back one more time, and let's do it in Mexico." Who knows hey, if they do run yes. it back? Hey, you know what? He's gonna like. He's gotta push the pace. He's gotta be like 100 miles per hour from the get go. Make Davidson get tired because that's how he's get, that's the only way he's gonna win. Yeah, and then I mean, I don't know, I don't know who knows, you know. All I just I know, felt like he you know what got I'm on the table you? and he did not, he did not fight to his full potential for sure. I'm hearing, man, I'm hearing that we need to do a podcast in Mexico, you know, around fight time. That's what I'm thinking. Live, po- live podcast from the fights that night. Ooh. That would be sick. I'm yeah, down. Last, last fucking a Mexican fighter competing. We were in Mexico for that one too. Let's go. I'm gonna call cousin Danny. I'm gonna set it up. I'm gonna set it up. Cuz we coming. Let's go. Yep. All right, all right, all right. But you know what? That fight, all in all, you know what? Got fight of the night. Definitely was like after that fight it was like i didn't really care for anything else i know there was a main event coming on like the main main card main event fight um but it was just like that was the fight that i came for that was my main event and after that fight it was just like okay i'm gonna watch this next fight just because yeah yeah for sure man for sure i agree i agree uh so the main event was francis and ganu taking on Cyril god this was major beef, man. So the media, like always, lies to us and then hypes it up more than what it really was. So it turns out that these guys really weren't teammates for that long. They only trained for like three weeks together. So is that a teammate? Um, That's a contact, I guess. But that's not really a teammate, so I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. That's what the, that's what I've been reading on the internet. I don't know if they were more than three week partners, um, but from what I read, they trained for a little bit, and they may not have even trained that much together within those three weeks, but they did. And 
it turns out that there was a lot of bad rumors going. I mean, who knows if rumors were go flying around or not? Because for a long time leading up to this fight, there was footage leaked out where Cyril Gone looked like he was whooping Francis's ass in sparring. Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The media okay. made this seem like that was his training partner, and he had whooped his ass, and that was basically what was going to happen to that night. Right. And then Francis got mad, and Francis was like, hey, man, why don't you release all the footage? That shit's edited. I, you know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. you ask Francis about it, and Francis is like, hey, what happened? And Francis is like, oh, I knocked him out with a high kick, which you're not supposed to talk about, but whatever. He said it. <laughs> and then when it, it came out, then and then they asked Cyril about it, and Cyril was like, Francis, you didn't knock me out. And Francis like, Fool, I knocked you out. And so I was like, nah, fool, you didn't knock me. So who knew? I didn't. Who didn't know? Who knew what was going on? Who knew who right. was lying? It was like Trump versus Biden versus fake votes versus COVID <laughs> versus who knows what. It was just a fucking monstrosity of lies on lies. But uh -huh. in the fight, what happened? The truth Dude. always comes out. You can't run from the truth, right? So, oh, yeah. And on yes. top of that, there were I mean, there were no rumors about this, but after the fight, it's alleged that Francis had a really bad knee. Supposedly, one of the do UFC doctors told him he shouldn't even fight. He was that messed up. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know if you heard that. What did they announce? I noticed that Joe Rogan and then we're talking about like, hey, you know, um Francis is coming out with some knee, well, knee, you know, the compression on his knees, you know, like, yeah, like, hey, you know what is, uh, does he have any injury? I know that, and they said something about like, yeah, there's rumors of him having, possibly having some knee problems or whatever, but, you know, no one really knew, you know, maybe is that what's going on, you know, because it's California, he's allowed to wear those, so he is, so it was really like, okay, but then once you saw him, uh, you know, in there, you would have never, I would have never thought like he's having, I didn't see him limping or anything. There was a couple times he threw some kicks, you know, it was a couple times he took some kicks and I didn't see him like wince or anything, but man, yeah. what I did not expect was his jujitsu game. I did not expect that at all. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, he liked that jujitsu game. I was not expecting that, man. I would, that was impressive. His ground game. I was not. When do you ever see? When do you ever talk about uh, Francis and him on the ground? I was impressed. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" This fight ended up being, you know, pretty exciting. I was, like I said, I was kind of just like, "Oh, you know what? You know, I'm gonna watch the fight." You know, uh, I already saw the main event for me, but I, I got into this fight. I really did, especially you know, right? Watching yeah, the yeah. A lot of people were pissed off. A lot of people. Yeah, I think that a lot of people thought that we were going to see somebody get their head knocked off. Nah, man. This was two tactical giants going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And in the first two rounds, you mm -hmm. saw Cyril uh, using his game plan to a T. You know what I mean? He was the better striker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He kept the distance. He kept Francis on his toes. But credit to Francis, man. He, he adjusted his coaches. Changed the game plan and he turned into a grappler and yeah, he what? fucked him up, dude. That fucking takedown, that fucking slam changed the oh game. From that on, he was a monster. You know what I mean? And then even at one point, dude, 
I was in the fifth round when Cyril got the takedown, and he was in Francis's guard. Francis pulled a fucking, what was that, like an elevator sweep or like a scissor sweep? And then he changed and got like mount or quarter mount, I want to say. Dude, that was it. He was in side control or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He completely changed his position and changed his advantage and changed the whole role of that fight. And after that, that was like it, man. Francis is a total champion. He knows how to wrestle now. He's got a little jiu-jitsu. Because as soon as he got taken down, I was like, okay, we're about to see what his jiu-jitsu game is. You know? And, I mean, after that sweep, he's at least like a three-stripe white belt, low-level blue belt possibly. But, you know what I'm – like, honestly, when I saw that, I'm like, Cyril Gan has a win by heel hook. Right? I don't know if you know this. But he, he has a win by heel hook. So he knows jujitsu. But how the fuck do you know how to heel hook somebody? But you don't know when someone's going to try to do a scissor sweep on you? Are you kidding? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? Like, yes. Uh-huh. I'm only a purple belt. But when I feel that someone's going to do a scissor sweep on me, I see that shit coming, bro. I mean, I'm going to float on that. I know that's coming. I'm going to let you lift that leg up, and I'm going to smash it down, and I'm going to pass. Like, it is yeah. uh-huh. very rare that I get caught with with that type of sweep at the level uh-huh. where I'm at, and I'm like a nobody. So, mm-hmm. Cyril, you're a shame on you, man. He's already talking about a rematch. Mm, I don't know. Get back in line. Let's yeah. – uh, maybe you need to face uh, – Stipe. Let Stipe get back to the mix. Let's see what John yep. Jones got. We still haven't seen John Jones at well, heavyweight. John Jones I don't know. Shit shit. John he Jones was, but the fuck has he not fought yet? What's going on? He's got no case mm-hmm. on. Let's get him in the cage before a court puts him in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck on that yeah. one. Yeah. But nah, who cares? Whatever. Let's put the next person in line. I don't know what's down the line for for Francis, but congratulations, Francis Ngannou. Heavyweight champ of the UFC. You deserve it. You're a fucking champ and a half. There is no way that a simple little knee injury was going to prevent him from winning this fight after all the shit he's gone through just to get to this point in his life. So good luck anybody fighting this dude in the future, man. I mean, I don't care if he's got two broken arms. He might figure out a way to beat you just because his mentality, man, just because of his mental game. I don't think yeah, that come he to can find out he has an MCL tear and it, it fucking, yeah, like it, it was bad. The doctor tear. told him. Yeah. The doctor yeah. was like, nah, fool, you shouldn't fight. And he's like, I'm going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. Again. Yep. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I don't know what he said, but whatever, man. He's a fucking beast, dude. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. Now, here's my question yeah. for you. What are your thoughts on the whole um uh lawsuit uh, uh against him by from the UFC? Uh I didn't I'm not aware of that. What what lawsuit is that? It, like yeah, him just, holding out money more? I I don't know. They were saying something about um, it was posting that UFC has uh, filed a lawsuit against Francis because of him speaking with uh, who's that one fucker who does the boxing, tries to box all the MMA fighters. Oh, Jake Paul. There you go. Yeah, talking. You know how he's been talking about he wants to get into boxing before his career is over and all that. And I guess UFC uh-huh. threw him 
you know, through a, uh, through a lawsuit against him. Uh, I don't know how far that's going to go because is it Francis's contract up already? Wasn't this is the end of his contract? It's so up, I, I but it doesn't technically expire until December sometimes. So I, I mean, oh, I don't know why, man. but so he's kind of like in limbo right now. Okay, all right, yeah. So man, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, but man, poor guy, poor guy. Just all right on the on the eve of him winning, you know, another championship or another belt. Now he has to deal with that on top of the knee injury. Yeah, well, that's nothing, man. It's just money, you know what I mean? Either way, mm-hmm. uh, there was an, also another story that says he left technically $7 million on the books, on the table, Ooh. by not re-signing with the UFC. So I'm interested to know, like, how was that $7 million spread out, you know? I mm-hmm. was asking Fonzo, okay. and Fonzo was like, oh, it could be like a 10-fight deal where he was going to get paid 700000 per fight, which he said he wasn't going to do. And honestly, dude, I think that's kind of fucked up. He should easily be getting a million a fight. I mean, Connor gets a million a fight. Why shouldn't Francis? Francis is the, I mean, in any in boxing, whoever holds the, the heavyweight trap, that's the baddest man on the planet. But on top of mm-hmm. that, yep. in MMA, if you're the heavyweight champ, you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet because you don't fuck a boxer up. So how can he not get a million dollars a fight? That's I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't see how they. Can I don't do know, it. especially when you're upping their rates for the fights, you know. So they're getting. Yeah, why are you charging me dollars a pay per view, Damien? You can't give Ngannou a million a fight. Fuck that, Francis. Don't sign with UFC. Go with Bellator. Go. Well, I don't know. Go wherever, man. Uh, but get get paid. Well, uh, knock out Jake Paul on the way up if you can. I would love it, but that's all I got. <laughs> You're right. There yeah, is a man, I, there is a lawsuit going around right now that the UFC put on Francis because he did talk to Jake Paul's manager, I guess. So okay. we'll see what happens in the next few days. Maybe we'll we'll talk about that on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. We need maybe need to talk about like how maybe if somehow someone could talk a little bit more about how they're breaking down, you know, these fighters and how what they're getting paid now, especially with the increases and everything, cost of living. All that stuff's going up, and pay reviews going up, and UFC's going up, but the fighters aren't aren't nothing's going up for them. Well, I mean, paper UFC has put their numbers out, so we know what they're making. We know what mm-hmm. they're paying the fighters. We know what the pay per views are bringing in. We know what they're getting from ESPN, but fighter pay still not going up. So UFC's kind of like just, hey, fuck you. We're gonna make you pay more. Uh, what are you gonna do about it? And the next, I don't know if you saw this, cuz, but the next pay-per-view is fucking weak as hell. The next pay-per-view oh, yeah? is headlined by Israel Adesanya taking on um Oh, oh gosh, yeah, the dude from New Zealand, Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, Robert Whitaker. So it's Robert Whitaker, Israel Adesanya part two, but there is no other fight on that card that I'm interested in seeing. So why would I even give you 10 bucks to watch that fight? I, I don't know. I'm I'm puzzled. Uh, it feels like kind of pompous and asinine of the UFC to be like, I'm going to give you whatever you want and you're going to take it and you're going to pay $80. So I'm not impressed with what we have coming from the UFC in February. And I'm not impressed with, with what we have coming in March. Uh, I, I Luckily in March or April, I want to say we got ADCC West Coast trials going down in Vegas. Cause so we might Whoa. be able to go check that out. So let's talk about that later. 
But that's all I want to say about the UFC. I don't want to give them too much pub anymore, uh, more than they got. So they can fucking shove it up their ass. Dana, you used to be <laughs> our boys. What's going on? Cuz, anything you want to say before we cut this, uh, wrap this up? No, because just thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, really looking up for our next episode, you know, 40s with friends. It's going to be interesting. If you're out there and you're listening tonight and you like our like our stuff, make sure you uh, tune in for 40s with friends coming up because it's going to be hot. We got some hot topics going yeah. on, but thanks for having me, cuz. Yeah, for sure, man. Always fun to talk about fights. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Keep rolling training if you can, and we hope to hear from you soon. Peace! This is The Motivation.